Welcome back to Southern Nights. I'm your host, Alicia. I hope all of you are doing well. Today, I have something special. I have a guest that I'm going to interview about something um, that he and someone else has created, and we're going to talk about that. And he, his name is A.R. Giles. So welcome to Southern Nights Podcast. Thank you for having me. So. You have written something, and um, it is called Gossamer Falling. Correct. And uh, so what can you tell us about Gossamer Falling? So it's actually a project that we started um, 24-ish years ago. Wow. Um, it was originally a um, just sort of a fun activity um, to do. Um, with one of my longtime friends and um, early days of the internet so it made it um, easier to, to interact because we live hours apart so um, email um, made it a lot easier um, we had both been writing different things um, for a while um, separately and then this, the opportunity arose um, and she had the, my co-author had the idea to do a project together um, and asked if I had any ideas or anything. And I did have one at the time um, that I'd had for a while and I mentioned it to her and she um, liked the idea. And so we decided to make this project um, like a co-author co type situation um, and see what could happen uh, with it. And so, um, 23 and a half years later, um, here we are um, publishing it. So, it was a series, so like a soap opera? Yeah, it, it, it was, um, we just decided to do like a serial fiction format, um, because we were both raised um, around soap operas, um, and... Um, and of course, other serial type fiction at the time, so comic books, um, that sort of thing. Um, and we decided um, to more or less exercise our writing shops and, and see if we could do something similar um, with, with written word and see if we could build that same sort of suspense of waiting for the next episode to see what would happen to uh, characters. Right. So you said you have a co-author and you've been friends for a while. You want to talk about that? So, yeah, we, we met when I was um, five and she was like 18 months. Um, our My neighbors at the time um, were relatives of hers and um, her family came to visit. And then about less than a year later, they moved in. Um, so we were next door neighbors for about 10 years. Um, and then after we, you know, went our separate ways to reach adulthood and everything like that, we just kept in contact with each other. We, we grew up, you know, 
practically in each other's houses almost every day. So we're more like siblings than, than neighbors. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, we, we've known each other a long time. And, um, you know, when I graduated, I took a couple of writing courses. Um, she was interested in it. So I would, you know, she would send me things that she'd written and have me, you know, send her pointers back based on things I'd learned and that sort of thing. Which was tedious because, you know, at that time, um, it was snail mail. Um, so, um, the advent of, of email made it much easier. So, when you started writing Gossamer Falling, you were doing it via email. So, one of you would write one chapter and another write another? Is that how... So when we decided we were we were initially hashing it out, um, and, and I don't think it would have worked with anyone else because there's a certain degree of trust you have to have when you're doing a collaborative project like this. So when we started out, um, she had um, said that she just wanted you know to practice writing, so it was more or less um, I was in charge of plotting. Um, we shared character development. I would plan, um, each episode as we called it, um, which is more or less a chapter. Um, and then, um, we would split up the scenes that we wanted to write. Um, and so we started doing that and, um, early on she decided she thought we were onto something. So she encountered a group of uh, people on the internet who were doing similar type things, um, and she found a message board, um, you know, it, to to talk to them and and um, asked if some of them would you know, take a look at what we were doing um, and give us some feedback. And so that's kind of how we started, like we it expanded beyond just our, um, you know, the two of us, and started sharing it with us small group of friends wow that's pretty cool so message board because that's pretty much all the internet was back then it was mostly just message board type kind of right. like reddit yeah pretty much <laughs> um yeah yeah chat rooms and message boards right and very very um limited um search engines um, right so yeah it was very very different than what you see today so everyone that did uh, get to have a look at it, what was the feedback like from some of these people? So it was mostly positive. Um, there were a, a few criticisms, um, which I think is true of anything artistic that you do. There will always be criticism. Always some got valid. haters. <laughs> right. <laughs> some valid, some not. Um, right. We had tried, we, we were interested in doing um, I guess we were, we were interested in being inclusive, um, which was not exactly something you saw at that time, um, in, in a lot of media. So, um, we had LGBT characters, um, we had, um, characters of different, um, ethnicities than ourselves, um, and we always tried to be, um, inclusive and authentic um and then you know some of the the i guess some of the 
negative aspects were um, that we might use like accents and dialects more than we should. Um, and there were a few that wanted to know how you could write someone of a different ethnicity when you're not that ethnicity. Um, but most of all, it, wa it was, for the most part, very, very um, complimentary. Um, they gave us, you know, points for inclusion, even even when we they felt we weren't exactly hitting the mark. Was there a specific thing for you? Because you said it was kind of your idea. Was there a specific thing that set off thinking about this coming to fruition, like leading up to creating it? What was um, something that really triggered the idea? So I think. Um... The idea I had originally been mulling around for a while was a dysfunctional family, um, which all good soap operas have. Mm -hmm. um, so, and since this was based off of that, that's what I decided to go with. So, I'd had the idea of a while, for a while, I should say, of a um, of a family matriarch who had um, three sons who were very different. Um, and she was very stern and repressed um, for reasons that were explained in the series. Um, and the the idea of um, the family dynamic is what interested me. Um, and for the setting, we're Gossamer Falling is set in the fictional town of Gossamer Falls, which is in the northeast. Um, and I'd had a mental image for a while of a river with a paddle wheeler on it. Um, and that was where the story started to take place in my head. Um, you know, the family lives there. Um, and I had, you know, a, a definite beginning and ending in mind. Um, but things changed as we progressed. So things didn't end up exactly where I thought they would. Um, didn't incorporate all of the things I had planned. Um, You're but, smiling. He's smiling, you guys. I am so smiling. <laughs> um, yeah, there. It, it was. It was. It was an interesting process because the I like to have a plan when I go to write. Like I like to know at least, if nothing else, where I start and where I where I wind up. Um, how I get there may be different. Right. Um, and then as I start writing, um, the ideas generally just come organically. Something will happen. I'll write something that I didn't expect, and then I'll see a different way of getting to where I'm going. Um, or I may not even see where I'm going, but I want to follow the trail and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. um, I think you have to have a little mental disorder to uh, follow the voices of fictional characters. Um, but that's what we do. And so, um, sometimes, you know, you sculpt the story and sometimes the story tells you where it wants to go. And, um, in this case, it was, um, it was something I tried to keep in mind of where we were going. Um, but things did change, um, as we went along. Right. Cause you were writing with someone else. And they had their own ideas as well, right? And you're developing characters along the way. Right. And we both took turns, um, or not took 
or as I should say, but we both took part in in um, developing characters. So you know, in soap operas, you have a lot of I don't want to say stereotypical, but kind of stereotypical characters. You have doctors, you have policemen, you have detectives, you have attorneys, um, you have the strong silent bartender with deep dark secrets. All of these things. Um, and so when we were developing developing it, the main thing we wanted to keep in mind was how does this fit into the story? How do these characters relate to our main family? Um, and that sort of thing. So it would flow like like in real life organically right as you go through life right and so when we would choose um when when i would map out the scenes or map out the episodes i would divide it into scenes and just give a brief statement of what should happen um, what we needed to happen and why you know where it was going to and then we would split them i usually knew which you know which way if i was writing a certain scene i knew which way it would go um, but for her, that gave her some creative freedom as far as being able to choose the character, choose the setting, and develop ways to tell that story. So a lot of times I would play off of what she sent me back um, because something would occur to her as she's writing her character for that episode, and it would pop into my head, well, we could change this, or this could happen. Or I would see a link between two characters I hadn't seen before, and we would um, play off of that into future um, episodes. I guess that's part of the fun of writing with someone. You know, I just realized, too, we never mentioned her name. Would you like to... Tell us what it is. Um, her name is Corey Clifton. All right. So sorry we took so long to introduce you, Corey. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, you were talking about your characters. Um, are there any characters based on real-life people either of you know in real life? There, I wouldn't say 100% no, but there's a little bit of... Um, of certain people in, in, in certain characters. And I think... For the characters that we enjoyed writing the most, there was a little bit of us in those as well. Um, one of my favorites was a very sarcastic, um, snarky uh, character. Um, but he, which I am um, in real life, and but he was different in a lot of ways too because he was repressed, um, he was bitter, um, and had a lot of issues um but he was fun to write um and so several of the several of the other characters i would say we took inspiration from people we knew um there are no carbon copies of anybody in there but there are aspects of different people's personality um things that either inspired us or confused us you know how how you view the world this way um and so for us it was kind of a way of exploring not only our feelings about things, but um, trying to empathize with people who might be different from us by writing um, a character that's completely different from us, but reminds us of someone else. So this was written uh, over two decades ago now, roughly, right? Right. We started so, writing in 99. Wow. So y'all are really jumping the gun ahead of 
about 20 years ahead of what current media contains. In a lot of ways, yeah. Um, there were, yeah, because I think there is today a bigger sense of inclusion. You see things like the um, the live-action remake of uh, The Little Mermaid and the decisions they're making um, in choosing an African-American actress for the lead. Um, so these things are important, and we felt at the time that we didn't see a lot of that. So it interested us to write about people who are different from us, um, experiences we would never know about unless we researched it. We mm -hmm. read about it. We talked to people. Um, and, of course, the Internet was much smaller then, so sometimes your sources weren't um, as all-encompassing as you can get with the information out today. Um, so we, you know, I think we did the best we could during the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and we always tried to be respectful of the, uh, inclusionary process, um, and not just use, you know, an LGBT person to fit a... Just to throw it in. Yeah, not to just be a, a you know, a plot filler. Right. Uh, we tried to make them people and we tried to make them relatable, um, give them faults, give them goals, give them dreams, um, that sort of thing. That's awesome. Um, so how, how has Gossamer Falling affected your life and your co-author's life? You can elaborate for her, speak for her. I don't know. I yeah. think, um, we, I mean, it gave us both a real opportunity to, um, to experience a collaborative process and I think that helped us in our myriad ways in our in our careers uh, personal lives um, because when you're um, even though it was just you know for fun um, it was still something where you give and take um, but as I said we'd, 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 we'd been neighbors for 10 years so it wasn't like we were um, strangers to that situation you know if I wanted to play uh, wanted to make her, you know, play GI Joe with me. I had to play Barbie, right. so it, it it worked. Um, so we weren't used to, you know, I mean, we were used to collaborating, but I think that helped. Um, and I think it made us just the process of doing it and trying to understand who these people were, uh, made us more empathetic as humans. Um, you know, I, it's, uh, I guess, a little hyperbole to say it was. Um, it made us better people, but I think in a way it did, um, just because there was a desire to learn more um, and to be authentic. Um, and I think pushing ourselves uh, helped a lot. So I haven't asked, but how did you come up with the name Gossamer Falling? Well, it was derivative of um, the town name, um, Gossamer Falls, um, which... The reason we did that um, when when Corey was looking for a place to start publishing was there were there was already we had originally planned on doing it as Gossamer Falls is what we referred to it, um, but there had been another um, fictional work titled that, so we started looking for a different name to, to publish it under so there would be no confusion between the two. But 
but the name Gossamer, what are the, I mean, how did you come up with that? So the, weirdly enough, um, when I had the uh, original idea for it, I knew it was going to be on a, a river. Um, I knew there would be a, a boat. Um, and then I was working um, for a client, we were self-employed at the time, I was working for a client who happened to have a bottle of wine out on the counter one day when we showed up, um, and it said Gossamer Bay, and I thought, well, it's just a great name, because Gossamer, um, the first thing I thought of was like little threads, and so I thought of all these threads connecting all these characters, um, but I didn't want to just say, you know, Gossamer Bay, because, you know, it's, it's a wine, so... <laughs> Um, and since the falls were already prominently in my imagination, um, that's how we came up with so you just the tied it all. Falls. Yeah, I just kind of switched out the bay for the falls. Um, that's but, awesome. But yeah, so a, a wine bottle literally named our town. That is very cool. That's a cool story. <laughs> that epiphany moment where you're like, <gasps> yeah, everything clicked. <laughs> that's awesome. So, do the two of you have plans to do any more writing? For Gossamer Falling. So currently, um, we are doing a, and I say we, I mean Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the one who does all the technical stuff on it. Is um, she's releasing two episodes a week, um, and the story is complete. Um, that okay. it's not the original, original way we had planned it. Um, but it is complete, um, and at two episodes a week, there's enough material for another year. Um, currently, we should be probably uploading episodes 31 and 32 this week. Um, but yeah, there there will be um, there will be more to come. Uh, at least another year's worth of story. Um, but I don't think we will revisit the series. Um, maybe. Maybe, hard maybe, some of the characters um, might show up um, in ways down the road. Hmm. Um, but that's yet to be decided. So, um, possibility of a, maybe a spinoff? A possibility. Um, well, that's, well, that's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, rule that out because there were some things... Um, we felt were unfinished um, from the first series. Um, but at the time, you know, life kind of got in the way um, of, of maintaining what we were doing. Um, so we just had to kind of, um, well, actually, I had had, had a change of uh, career. Um, so... And what I'd been doing before was mainly physical, so my brain was free to make all these connections and everything during this, you know, while I was at work. Um, and then when I changed, it became physical and mental, and so I just did not have the energy to uh, keep up with that pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bowed out, and by this point, Corey was invested enough. She's like, "Well, I have to finish the story. I can't just leave it." Um, so she's like, "Is it, you know, is it cool with you if I take it from here at least, you know, finish it off?" Because by that point, we were you know, probably 80% through. Um, and then she wound up finishing the series um, where, where it will end um, eventually. 
I see. So, so there may or may not be a spinoff. Is there any other work that either of you are going to do independently? There is, actually. Um, so this week, which should hopefully be out by the time um, you release this, um, Tori is releasing a new series um, that she calls Project Oz. And she's describing it as a dystopian sci-fi fantasy. Ooh. Um, so that will be, should be available hopefully by the time this comes out. What about you? Do you have any plans of anything? Nothing in concrete, but I do have an idea. I've been batting around for a while, and I think this uh, this is going to be something that will happen um, sooner or later. Um, probably, probably sooner rather than later. Although I like to have things completed before... Um, before I release them. So it will probably not be as uh, quickly. Um, it definitely will not be as quickly as her as her series is coming out. Um, but um, yeah, I am planning on, on uh, doing something I think will lend itself well to a serialized format. Well, I've read some of what has been put up, and we will get to that in a second about where it's at, where you can find it. And um, I think the writing definitely is... Uh, catchy and very good writing so um the idea of water both of you continuing something even on your own is very exciting to me because i think you're both excellent writers so yeah um so now where is gossamer falling at where can you read it so it's available um on amazon's website through kindle vela um, which is a basically it's a new th- it's a relatively new thing that Kindle started or Amazon started through Kindle where um, you can get serialized fiction um, in bite-sized pieces. So the um, you you were able to read like the first three episodes um, of each series for free. Um, and think of an episode as a chapter in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, after you do that, you can purchase um, tokens to, to read the chapters. Once you buy a chapter, it's yours keep. Um, so it's sort of like buying a book a chapter at a time. Um, but you know, the ability to look at the first three gives you an idea of whether you're going to like the series. Is this author someone um, who's writing you jive with will you do you want to continue supporting them um so it does for it, it does give some interesting opportunities um and i think particularly um it, it will appeal to people who kind of miss the the retro feel of of that anticipation of waiting um, for the next episode of a soap opera or a weekly series, because now with so many streaming services, things are so readily available. A lot of people just binge a series. So you can watch one after the other, and there's not that same sense, or at least not for me, uh, the same sense of anticipation that there used to be. Like if your soap opera ended on a cliffhanger on Friday, you had to wait until Monday to see how things were going to be resolved. Right, And so this sort of brings back that feeling of anticipation um, for the reader um, 
and um, gives them um, an outlet for that sort of entertainment. And so that's called Kindle Vela. Correct. So that's where you can go and search up Gossamer Falling by Corey Clifton, C O R I. And then um, it's, I believe they. They let you, they let you um, classify it as one, um, one particular thing. So I believe we're classified as a romance, even though I wouldn't say that's the specific um, focus of the stories. Well, you think soap opera is more like a drama kind yeah, of? Yeah, I think it's, it's more got a everything. drama. But we did. I mean, there obviously there's the romance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, and we also like when we started. Like one of Corey's things was she. she I don't want to write something if there's not like a supernatural aspect so there is um a supernatural um aspect of the series as well um which starts in kind of hidden but it starts in the first series uh the first episode Hmm. um so you know for people who enjoy that sort of thing um there's there's a little bit of that um but yeah romance there's there's treachery and Drama and angst and and a little bit of everything. Something for everybody. Pretty much. Yeah. So, I've enjoyed interviewing you about this great story. Because I know it's great. I already read some of it. And I intend to read more. So, I hope that my listeners will also, from this interview, find their way to your story. Um, In the future... Um, either with your own story or if y'all do decide to do a spinoff of Gossamer Falling, would you be up for coming back for another interview? Sure. That would be awesome. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and come um, talk to uh, my listeners. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this. And thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.